Zach Russo. And Heather Sisson. And welcome to Off the Road. <laughs> you almost said one for the road. Almost, almost. You know it. Well, well it's, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been almost, God, like five months. How many months, Ray, has it been? Do you know what uh, Before Christmas. By like September? I'm thinking like it was early September. Early October, so I what, swear. We're past fall, we're into winter. I think, I'm going to say it was the first spring. week of October. Yeah, we like, we like hibernated. We're yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's important to say, too, that a lot of stuff has happened in the last few months. I agree. The end of 2016 was just a nightmare for so many reasons. It was a shit show. Yep. And uh, I think today we wanted to make the podcast about why we took such a long break. We we actually did have another session where we did a podcast, and it just ended up awful. It was a lot of ranting. Not for the production of Ray at all. No, it was just... The content. Just, I uh, think we were both so not in the mood. <laughs> and It was in September. It was September 16th. Yeah, that's kind of when, when things... We, we didn't say at the time, but a lot, especially in my yep. end, a lot of stuff happened. Yep. And uh, well, we want to begin, Heather. Uh, I, I think we want to say first that today's episode, it's not necessarily ranting, it's explaining things we have gone through, how they affected us, why they affected us, and how we overcame them. I think that's the best way I to agree. approach it. I'm going to start off with it because my situation kind of ties into yours, and your situation's a lot more severe than what mine wow. was. I mean, I'm alive. I'm <laughs> yeah, here. But, but so, yes, uh, it was, yes, it was severe though, yes. And I'm going to try to do this the most unbiased way I possibly can. Try, Heather. Try. Yeah, My so God, try. I, I think the best way to explain this <laughs> you is... You don't it, swearing in the car. Don't yeah. Worry, yeah, but let's just tone it down a bit. Um, there was a rave. situation with a friend that happened earlier this year. One of our very first podcasts, actually, she invited my boyfriend's ex... It wasn't the situation necessary that hurt my feelings. It was um, she had a complete disregard for giving me a heads up or asking my permission. And it kind of rolled into... It was, it was pretty uncomfortable that day. Yeah, it, it was one of those things where I think maybe I'm more sensitive when it comes to relationships issues and things like that because I have a very abusive background. But it was just I felt really disrespected and I tried approaching her about this. And I, I did message her because I, I didn't know how to approach her without directly embarrassing her or hurting the other person's feelings. Mm -hmm. I did that, and it kind of turned against me. And well, it snowballed. It, yeah. It got worse kinda, and worse. I think in the beginning, she thought that I felt uncomfortable because we had this grudge against my boyfriend's ex, that we hated her because they dated at one point, which wasn't the situation. It was that I knew they didn't end on good terms. I knew they weren't friends, and I... I wanted to discuss it with him before I even, like, made an effort to hang out with her. But it, it is uncomfortable, and I just, I don't know, I didn't feel like I had to explain why and that was And as a side note, we're not trying to make it sound like high school drama either. No. This isn't this isn't, this isn't a point at all. We're just talking about real emotions that were going on at the time. Yeah, and, real adult well, problems. It, this is how it escalated, though. So at the end, like, weeks later, it just built and built. I, I felt like she was looking for a reason to hate me or to not be friends with me, and... Um, it ended up with her saying a lot of very mean things to me that really upset me. And then I lashed out at everyone after because I felt very ganged up you on. You lashed out on me. This is why I felt bad about the situation. Because I lashed out at my boyfriend's ex because I felt ganged up on by her. Um, but I felt like she was also manipulated and kind of put on the spot in this situation. Mm -hmm. And I, I said some mean things to her that I, I feel bad about because... 
I I felt like I was a very angry person when I was a lot younger, and I tried very hard not to be a victim, not to overreact to things. I, I tried very hard to see both sides of things. You do. You do. And I, I felt bad because I know I hurt her feelings, but it was in a situation where it was almost not helped. And then I lashed out at you. I made yeah, you, I made that, you cry. You actually got the worst of it out yeah, of anyone. Yeah, I almost broke my, I felt, my thumb. I smashed a truck door as I was driving. Yeah, and I, I, felt, I received this very sad message. I felt message. pretty terrible. I got upset. I started, my eyes started watering. Yeah. I motherfucker, I slammed a door and I, I, I busted my thumb practically. I just, it was terrible. You know, with the situation too, I, I felt really guilty because this person I was friends with, I felt very used by her. I felt like... It was such a small thing to get angry at me about. And, like, obviously, the end of it, she had a right to because I lashed out at everyone. So, I, but I mean, I don't regret lashing out at her personally. Mm -hmm. Something that hurt me really bad in this situation was <laughs> she stopped being friends with everyone I talked to, including my boyfriend, who they were friends with for the longest time. I have no idea why that was necessary. Um, a lot of close friends to I me. I got dropped. Yeah, and you. And I, I felt responsible. And, I just – I didn't understand why the situation between us turned into such a thing. And it was a situation where I didn't think my feelings mattered. And if I may interject, this, this same person you, you have all these feelings about, uh, I actually became friends with her. And, yeah. you know, we, we bonded and got to know each other better. And we actually – one day we witnessed a child die and uh, drowned at City Park in Warwick, Rhode Island. And uh, we had tried to help out do like a rescue party uh, in, the, uh, in the beach to try to find them, you know, about three or four people down. We, we formed a daisy chain in the water, and, uh, and we found the dead body in the, in the water. So I, that really brought us together, brought a lot of people together to try to, you know, yeah. help out. And I thought that was a moment, like, in our friendship, like, wow, we came together to try to help somebody. And unfortunately, it didn't work out that way, but we at least tried to save a human life. And I thought that was a big moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that just that got overshadowed by this whole mess. Yeah, and then I think maybe this is a good time to... Um... I screwed you know that up. Did I screw about the brownie? Is that why? Because I, I interrupt you with the brownie? No, there's it just there's so eat, much. Eat that brownie, Ray. Have that brownie. It's hard to explain. It's not the situation that hurt me, but it kind of brought me. Do you me... want to take a break for a second? Well, no, no. Shut up. I well, have I have it in my mind. All right. Okay. So the situation kind of brought me back to the way I acted when I was in my early twenties. I like I, I've had a lot of hardships growing up, more than most people would have. A lot of abusive people in my life. And this friend of mine, I felt like we've related a lot. We had a very similar background. And when I was younger, I was a very hateful person and I didn't mean to be. And I held a lot of spite and it was just, it, it was one of those things where it's no matter how creative or beautiful or confident you as, are as a person, these things just destroy you. And in the end, you're the only person that loses. And it took me a long time to realize that well and overcome it. And, um... It hurt because I, I think I saw a piece of myself in her. Like she has all this hate where the mention of my name will make her explode at someone. She just dropped all these people that we shared friends with and they cared a lot about her. And she just, I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm kind of at a loss for words for how this whole thing went down and how it was such a small matter. And I'm not saying that, you know, I was an angel in all of this either. I know I blew up at the end. I know that I said mean things. I guess, yeah, I'm just at a loss for words. Would you and say I, this whole event distracted you from doing a podcast and moving forward with your yeah, art? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I felt bad. I felt guilty. I kind of bullied myself a lot after. I was like, am I being a bad friend? Am I 
overreacting to these things? Is it a situation where I should just say nothing? But then is it a friendship if I feel like I can't say something? And Mm -hmm. it was just really difficult. Um, And then obviously we had other stuff going on at the time. So on a Wednesday, this happened. And I blew up really bad at Eric. I told him I didn't want to be friends with him anymore. But we reconciled the same day. Yeah, we did. Because, well, you know I have a really bad temper. Yeah. Oh, she does. You know, leave me alone for five hours and then I'll come back. I'll apologize. I feel terrible, Uh, you know. terrible at this. My evening, actually, after that Wednesday, something meant a lot to me. I just wished him a happy birthday and... You know, well, we we had kind of have a falling out over the last few weeks beforehand for personal reasons, and uh, it didn't get much of anything really. Happy birthday! Wish you everything goes well for you. But you know, like a one one res- one word response here. Thanks. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. So uh, six hours later, I woke up for work like I normally do. Got all my stuff together for the day. Walk out of my apartment, and the uh, building manager approaches me. He goes, uh, "Eric, hey, what's going on?" Uh, it's got some, what's the matter? You look, uh, you look kind of upset. I go, what's, what's going on? He goes, I got to tell you something. What's going on? I got the sheriff coming here in about two hours now. He's going to kick you out of your apartment. Really? Yeah, apparently you, gotta, you, you haven't been paying your rent. No, I, I made an arrangement with the uh, particular, you know, whoever you know, handles these things, the landlord rather, and uh, the, the, building, the other building manager. And uh, no, I'm doing it. He goes, no, well, it's not enough, and they want to kick you out of your apartment. And the sheriff's going to come here to lock you out and remove all your property. Oh, okay. So I had to decide 15 minutes right there to grab what I could out of my apartment and uh, say, fuck it, and, and try to figure out what I was going to do. I grabbed my uh, – some you know necessary things, um, laptop and stuff like that, my sensitive electronic things. Think back, I left – I unfortunately left a lot of stuff for my daughter in there, and I, I left my cat. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, because you had a new job, and you couldn't you know, really... That's the thing. I was at, why didn't you stay? I had a new job, and I... I, I you didn't I want really, to sacrifice it. didn't want to sacrifice your job. Uh, so I left my apartment that day, and hope for the best. I tried to plead with the uh, landlord. Can I make some arrangements for this weekend? I, you know, I probably could get the extra money you needed to uh, you know, take care of this. But uh, So I, I went to work as usual. I didn't say anything to anybody about it. I'd been kicked out of my apartment. And say one word. I had whatever I had in my car and whatever was in my backpack. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. And went to work. Went to this particular friend you just mentioned, who we, we had a falling out with. She had a concert that day. It was it was a Westerly. I think it was Westerly. Yeah, it was Westerly. Yeah, which is uh, which is a bit of a, for you non Islanders. I don't think I didn't even talk to you this whole day because I think it was still kind of sizzling up between us too. Yeah, like I know we apologized, but things were still very sensitive because I didn't sensitive. know I didn't know where I stood with anyone and I didn't know where you stood with anyone. So so I went. To, I didn't know what was going on. I drove about forty five minutes to an hour to get to this concert from my work. It's a ride, uh, which is fine. I don't care. And she, we were still friends at the time, at least trying to be. I uh, saw her contest, she did her performance, and it became almost like an interrogation. She had asked me, uh, now she, I told I told nobody about what happened that day. I still had this this big cloud hanging over me, not knowing what's happened in my apartment. I, nobody really told me anything. So uh, I, you know, we discussed, and she, it felt like she was more interrogating me about you, Heather, and feeling me out and see if I was a good friend to her. And But, you know, I've known Heather for, for years now, and, you know, and, and I basically told her, you know, this, this whole issue of, you know, bringing people to certain places and you know, all, this mis- all this miscommunication, it, it could have easily been solved by having a discussion, not through electronic messaging or, you know, texting and you know, all those various, like, ways of communicating, which I can't stand. Anything personal, she really shoot me through messages. I'm sorry. You can you go face-to-face and talk to somebody if it's, it's really bothering you. Uh, when I mentioned that, she mocked me. Uh, <laughs> she, you know, she just still, that's exactly what she did. And that's fine. She, she just kind of blew off what I had to say. And that evening, uh, 
she after driving an hour to a concert and thinking, hey, we'll get some food later on, she had, again texted me from a bathroom. I'm not really comfortable hanging out with you tonight. Uh, you know, if you if you just want to be alone, if that's okay, oh, okay, no problem. I just came to support you. I'm sorry, and uh, just, just we just can't really hang out with you. Okay, whatever. So so I I went home, went to my apartment, which I you know like I said I'd been kicked out of my apartment. My uh, door was open. All my property was taken out of my apartment. Everything's turned around. Uh, garbage literally tossed around, tossed about in my place. Uh, and I I couldn't find my cat. That was the first thing. Where's my cat? And I had no idea where my cat was. And uh, that evening I slept on the floor because I didn't know what to do. I I didn't have a place to go. I didn't want to bother anybody. It was a little bit late in the evening. And at 11:59 that evening, I texted the same person that I hoped would be some kind of some kind of beacon of light, some kind of hope to me. Uh, the the, the, per, the birthday girl from the previous from the beginning yeah. of the part of the story. I text her 11:59 and I let her know, hey, look, you know, hopefully again, she has no nobody has any idea what just happened. I'm the only one who knows right now. Um, I had mentioned, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, maybe I'm the last person to say happy birthday. I just want to say happy birthday again to you. I'd mean, be the last guy to say it at 11:59 p.m. Again, one word, thanks. Okay. Oh, good. So nobody had any idea what kind of shitty day I had that day. Yeah, it was a pretty bad week. I think it was a big eye-opener for both of us with, um, like, who our friends are, you know, because as a friend, you need to be there for situations like this. You need to accept someone for who they are, but also for their flaws. And I think you really tried to be friends with those other... Like, you were a very much a middleman in this situation. Um, I didn't get too personal with it with you, and if I did, you would tell me, you know, you should talk to this girl. Um, and- the next day, yeah. after uh, waking up on the floor from my apartment, yeah. not knowing where the cat was, not knowing where my property was, all personal stuff too, my, my clothes, all clothes, everything, everything I ever owned was missing. They took it out of my apartment, threw it in storage, that's what they did. Got up like any other day, went to work, not telling anybody still. Nobody yeah. knew anything yet. Yeah, I didn't know at all. Uh, that day I met up with you. I think yep. it was just trying to, kind of, try to make amends because we, you know, we're still talking. You yeah, know. we're we're filming a little bit for a one for the road in Providence. A little plug right there, one yep. for the road. I, I think we we're both a little off, and personally, that day I felt terrible because obviously I was in a terrible mood that day because I didn't know how to take this whole thing. And then at the end of the night, you pulled me aside and you said, "Heather, can I tell you something?" And I was like, "Yeah," and you, you know, you just told me what you said. And then you just started to break down crying that you didn't know where your cat was. I didn't. I know where my cat and was. And I was so devastated because here I am. I was so self-absorbed in this problem that really wasn't a big problem. It was just the way it was being handled. Um, and you're homeless. Yeah. And I felt <laughs> – I just felt awful. And even that night, I was like, please come to my house. And you're like, no, I'm going to stay somewhere. And all night, all I could think about was you probably lied to me and slept on your floor. Which I did. you did. I did. You did. I went back and slept on the floor again. And then you stayed with me for two weeks. I did. Until you found a place. But it was just – it was insane to me that you kept this a secret. And even even if it was just a few days, I was just completely – As an aside, that God. day that day after everything happened on that Friday before I met you, I called the uh, moving company that apparently took all my property – and I asked them, you know, where's where's the cat? Because I have no idea. At this point, I had no idea where my cat was. Yeah. I don't know if they let him out. The, uh, did we let the, the speakers know too? Your cat is Diego. Yeah, my cat's Diego. Way. Yeah, uh, we'll put a picture on the on the website there. We'll yeah. Picture of the I cat. I can put some notes because yeah, it's but, now the po- As a random note, the podcast is now on my personal website, and I'm gonna when I release the episodes, I'll try to put like notes and photos and stuff for each one. Yes. But anyway, uh, as a as a side, I, I finally reached out to a moving company and uh, had asked, you know. What, Where's my cat? Because I, I still I had no idea for where my cat was, and nobody could mm-hmm. give me a straight answer. Oh well, what what cat? 
I go, there was a fucking cat in that apartment. Where the fuck is he? And they, they go, nervous. Oh, nothing. where's the cat? Please tell me where the fucking cat is. That's all I give a shit about. I've had that cat for a few years, and I want to know where the fuck he was. So finally, gave me a phone number to the pound. So I called up that day, but I got a voicemail. They were closed for the day. By the time I got to work, I, just, I left a voicemail, but nobody's going to answer. So I called early, early than that, that Saturday morning to find out where he was. And, you know, you could you could have got, uh, you know, thrown in the oven. I don't freaking know. So, so luckily he was still there. You know, they, they said he's fine, you know, and uh, I was all worried about getting him. And luckily, I'd I like to give a, a, a shout out to the Pawtucket uh, Animal Shelter uh, for, for out there. Uh, you guys really were incredible because uh, what they did was they had told me, look, um, look, he's fine over here. He's safe. He, you know, they were so happy that, you know, they, they found, they were worried about the owner. They had no idea who I, who I was. And uh, they, were, they were very happy to hear that I have an owner because he's a friendly cat. He's a good cat. They basically they they, they says you know what, you know what get what you get, do what you have to do it's only five dollars a day to keep him here he's fed he's got a place to sleep there's other cats there so you know I thought at first I wanted to get him but I thought about you know what let me get my living situation straightened out before I you know get the cat involved so that's what I did for so for a few weeks he stayed at the Pawtucket Animal Shelter made lots of friends uh, apparently there was some uh, some kids from hospitals visiting and stuff he got to hang out with some like kids who were sick you know terminally ill kids. You know, so he made he entertained everybody. He's such a friendly cat, and everybody wanted him, but he could, he could they couldn't have him because he's mine. And they pulled no, not for sale. I was like, oh, thank God. You know, at the at you know, this is this is how sometimes kindness works. After a few weeks, I you know, the bill had been about a hundred some odd dollars, which was fine. I had that. I finally got situated. A friend had a, a good friend for a long time. Finally, would help me out, uh, gave me a place to stay, and I always appreciate that, no matter what. So I you know I went to go pick up my cat. Finally, it'd been about three weeks. I had all the money ready to pay for him and take him out. And she goes, no, don't worry about it. What do you mean don't worry about it? And I, I got the money. No, no, no. Um, you, you, you came back. That was that. That's so sad. And the way she said that, a lot of people don't come back for their animals, and you did. So don't just don't worry about it. It's all set. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I, I think of all these poor animals in that shelter. Don't, or don't, you know, don't have, either lost their owners because of financial hardship or, you know, maybe displacement from a, you know, fire or, you know, whatever situation. I just like, wow, God, I, I, I put a donation in anyway because I just, they were very helpful. I mean, they had a lot of heart. So, uh, yeah, it's Pawtucket Animal Shelter, but that's, I don't want to stray too far from that, but yeah. I think it just kind of shows too that a lot more people become homeless and, you know, run into these situations more than any of us would like to know. Uh, and I think the animal shelter was like proof of that. Like mm-hmm. I remember you showing me all these animals you wanted to take home where the, basically the same thing had happened. Yeah. Um, um, and then I think also like uh, on another note too, like while all of this is happening, they're, um, this the birthday girl. Let's call her the birthday girl. I, I would say that you guys – you had a relationship together and she broke your trust and not – I mean to put it blankly, she was a whore. But I really dislike the fact that, like, this person just dropped you. And I recently, I did bring up to this girl, like, do you even know this situation? The girl, by the way, wasn't a guy. Let's get that straight. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. (laughs) And she was of age. Oh. I I brought up to her. I was like, do do you know what happened here? And basically she told me that what happened to him was none of my business because – she hurt him while this was going on, so it's none of my business. And it's well, he's my friend. He's technically a brother to me. Why would that? Why would this person hurting him not be my business? She was texting him that she he shouldn't hang out with people because she had relationships with them, and they're not even friends at this point. And he's it's kind of hard to find someone she hadn't had relationships with, quite honestly. Oh, so, boy. 
Yeah, yeah I no, mean, I, you know. I, I think maybe I'm the best person to say this about her because I'm blunt and, I mean, all girls hate me anyway, so why not? Why yeah. not add fuel to the fire? <laughs> but, I mean, it's just this whole situation. And there is obviously a lot of other things going on. You know, I think both of us had a lot of problems with our careers this year. Was, and also, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 during this whole time, I was artistically challenged. I, I wanted to stop doing I stopped doing One Full of Road for a while. Yeah, that stopped for almost, what, two months? Uh, from September to almost Jan- four months. Months, I think wow. solid. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I think it was still trying to get piece together in my head what happened in my life yeah. between being homeless and losing somebody I cared about, and a lot of things still unsettled in my life. But yeah. I feel, you know, I'm, I'm back on track, and I, I think maybe we should get into that. How we got out of our situations, respective yeah. situations. I mean, wow, what made us pick ourselves up and try again? Honestly, too, I like to say, like, a, a reason why this whole thing affected me, like, I know the homeless thing is huge mm-hmm. for you. I, I felt really guilty that you didn't tell me that in the beginning. I, I felt yeah. I felt wow. really guilty that... That's my pride, though. It's a well, I, I felt like I put the situation first, which made me feel terrible. And then I felt bad because I constantly questioned, am I a good friend? Am I a good person? And... Like that, the situation I was in, obviously it hurt my feelings. I, I lost someone who I thought was a friend where I found out the relationship was fake anyways. And, you know, I don't hold any hate towards those people. I th- I think they're young and they don't really understand the bigger picture of things. You, That's like me. I don't hold any hate yeah, towards you, this person. I really don't. I don't think you can walk around holding hate. Like um, there's this great quote I heard. Uh, it was, fear the unloved because mm-hmm. they will hurt themselves or other people. It kind of, I always think of that because, you know, I, I struggled with that my whole life, trying to be fulfilled and wanted and all of that. And I always catch myself because I never want to be that person that makes someone else feel bad about themselves. I never want to put someone down because they angered me or embarrassed me. And when I think of these, you know, this, this friend of mine, I think of that and she still hasn't learned that lesson. And you know, it is what it is. And I think it took me a long time to get past that because it brought up old memories of other things that have happened to me. It wasn't just, it was the situation that triggered other situations that were completely unrelated that have not been solved in my life. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe this is a good place to start a break. And then when we yeah. come back, we'll talk about how we how, got ourselves out of it. Yeah. How we got out of it, how we overcame it. You know, I think we both used a lot of very interesting coping mechanisms. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Bam. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Hopefully, the second part of this podcast won't be as depressing. No, it's as positive. The first. I think it's be very positive. Yeah, actually, it's, yes. again, we don't want to rant at all. We want to just share something we went through and you know explain how we both got through with it. And we understand there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot worse things people go through in their life, either you oh, know yeah. through death or addictions or you know other situations. But we're just we're just explaining why we you know we weren't around for a few months. I think too. It, it was a small part of a larger picture. Yeah. Like you, like in the last like ten years, like I've been through fucking hell. You've been through hell. Ups and downs. Yeah. And I think for a while we were good, and then this past thing was like the one last thing to tip it I over think we, for both of we us. We both hit a wall. Yeah, right and it it was a lot to do with you know who are we as people, who are our real friends. Who's actually there for us? Obviously, like your situation was a lot more serious. You know, I, I think this was a big eye opener for me personally that I need to start 
changing my life and not just waiting for it to get changed. Like a big part of it was actually um, I really don't like my job. And I switched my job a few times this past year. I was unemployed twice this year. It's just been a mess. And yeah. I, I'm seeing more and more that I'm not meant to be a graphic designer. I'm meant to be an illustrator. and Or even with the podcast. I love the podcast. Good. It's just this one thing in my life has been so stressful that, you know, it needs to go away. But one part, like a way that I actually helped me through this was Eric actually got me a job at Sephora. He recommended ah. me. Yeah, he recommended <laughs> me. And uh, I only worked there once or twice a week, not more than eight hours a week, but I love it. And I stay up all night with these amazing girls and we just talk about life while putting makeup away. And I'm also learning how to... Like, use different makeups, find ones that are gluten-free, allergy-free. It, it's just nice because I feel more knowledgeable about it, and I've been working. Well, I think it helps you connect with people yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and it's been making me so much more confident. It's a positive experience for you. Yeah, and obviously, mm -hmm. like, the discounts are insane. Oh, yeah. And we get well, free makeup a lot of the time. You up, right? You're going to get some makeup <laughs> for me? Come on, man. Yeah, soon. I think on top of that, too, for my birthday was last December. If anyone doesn't know, my birthday is December 3rd. His is December 4th. Shh. So, but yeah, for my birthday, I ended up going to Black Lotus Tattoos, which is an amazing place in North Kingstown. And we'll plug out there. Yeah, we'll I went with my boyfriend, out. and I was dedicated. I was like, my first tattoo. I want this. It's Swastika. a huge. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. It, it's this huge mandala covered in peonies. What's that? What's a mandala? What is that? Explain that briefly. Well, the whole point People of... People don't know what that is. I know what it is. Shut the hell up. Yeah. The whole point of a mandala is, the backstory is... Nelson Mandela? No. Oh. Uh, a bunch of monks would draw this in crazy, this crazy detailed mandala, like Stop this beautiful shape silly. in the sand. They spend spend all this time on it, and then they would they would get rid of it once it was finished, and uh. they would just start again. And it's supposed to be symbolic for this is a part of your life, and you make it as beautiful as you want to make it, and then you know oh. you start the next part of your life. I like this. I got a mandala covered in peonies, and I like peonies because my, um, my little peonies. Shut that what the hell's wrong with you? You ruin everything. I do. God. That's all my exes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, peonies for a lot, like for me, they mean um, they're bashful oh. and they symbolize how I used to be very shy and it took me a long time to speak up for myself. So I, I have a series of peonies over a mandala with insane detail um, all over my hip. It's a huge tattoo. It's like 12 inches by like 5 inches. And her hips don't lie, let me tell you. I know. But it was uh, almost a six-hour tattoo that I did straight through. They gave me amazing price on it because we didn't know it was going to take that long. She ran, uh, she ran right out of the fucking parlor. That's yeah. why it's an amazing and price. The whole time, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be so painful. You're getting one of the most painful spots. The fourth hour hurt on my hip bone. Definitely hurt. But it was so worth it. When we were there, the guy put on X-Men, so me and my boyfriend Mondo. Which one? The last one that came out. What was the last Not one? Not one of those Wolverine movies, right? No, it was... Last um, Stand? Who cares? No, that's the third one. Who cares? It doesn't even matter. The first class Anyways, one? anyways. So, so we watched that on this huge screen, <laughs> and my boyfriend went out, got us food. Days so, of Futures Past, that one. Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, all right. Um, so I'm sitting there with my pants down. <laughs> Getting a tattoo on my hip while eating french fries and watching X-Men. Best yes. birthday ever with someone I loved. And, you know, for the longest time, I put off getting a tattoo because you would get like, oh, it's going to ruin your skin. You know, yeah. it's it, it's like this taboo that, you know, it's going to make you ugly. And I feel more like myself than ever with it. And for the longest time, I thought I had to be really skinny and in shape to have a tattoo. Like, I'm not far from it, but... 
I constantly criticize myself. And You're fine, Heather. Shut up. Well, I think this was a turning point for me where it's like, no, I want to live my life and I want to live it now. I want to stop putting things off. You um, think that was a point for you where you, you yes, definitely. really turned around? And then, um, and then just yesterday, I got the second part of the tattoo, which is on my forearm. So and, Mein Kampf? What does it say? Well, it's uh, this one. Oh. Uh, this one is a peony <laughs> on my forearm with a triangle, and inside the triangle, the peony's purple. We'll put and, pictures on the website. You'll see. Yeah, it. and the, the rest of the tattoo's black. The one on my hip's all black and lined. It's going to stay that way. And the one on my forearm is black with a triangle that's purple. And the point of this one is, again, it's showing a peony that's bashful, but now it shows a piece of it inside you seeing it for what it is and i think that's just me coming out and trying to be who i am without any judgment or you know just accepting that you know some people might hate me some people might like me but i need to start being me now because it's been putting a lot of stress on me and um i I just don't want to keep living life where like what ifs or i'm not good enough i can't do this because i'm still not at this point i'm i'm done with that good so yeah that's my story i think uh where i started to kind of like uh change gears again that being homeless really kind of really threw me off i would say put me also in a sort of depression not gonna lie i think it back on it now oh it definitely did you know uh i was i I shut everybody out i mean i talked to you of course but Mm -hmm. i mean i I well even then it was still shocking that you know you were at my place for weeks and you still didn't tell some of your closest friends about what was going on i actually told kirsty about it yeah because i was so worried about you and it's like that's like how you said you don't mind sleeping on the floor of this empty apartment. Well, it's not healthy to be in that situation. Yeah, I, I understand that. Not now. mentally healthy. But I mean, and then what was really hurting was I wasn't I wasn't doing one for the road anymore. Yeah, you know, I put an occasional update here or there, some random stuff. I wasn't my heart wasn't that was the problem. My heart wasn't into it. I, I don't know if it's because I just I had so much in my mind with this whole homeless situation and being forced to find a place to live, and you know, just there's so many things at once, and then losing a relationship and still. You know, dealing with the fact that I don't get to see my daughter, that's a whole other story, though. I, have whole, I, I was married before. I am divorced, and I do have a daughter who lives in Florida. So that, that strain, it's still a strained relationship I have, which is – and I think all these things at once really hit me. Yeah. So I shut down for a good, couple months. I mean, I was still on the outside laughing, you know, being goofy and, mm-hmm. you know, being me. But on the inside, I, I was honestly crumbling, and I, I really shut down with people. And I think – I think what the moment was I went, when I came back for one for the road was in, I got some messages and you know people coming by and you know so I know mm-hmm. some people in your family and mentioned what's how come I ever not doing videos anymore I go I, you know you guys don't have an answer like they were funny or like I've heard people like they they they're really positive or they made me laugh during the day or like I I the way I saw it, I saw it as a hobby I didn't see it as anything like serious and I still don't be honest with you but I guess apparently people like them. And that's that's great. Hey, they they see my my warped sense of you know humor and the way I observe things on a daily basis. And you know, I decided to come back to it after people asking me to. And I yeah, you know, I, I looked at some old footage of you know from the months before, and I erased a lot of it. I couldn't look at it. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I just I was dwelling so much in the past. I go, I, I got to start filming new stuff. And I started filming a little bit at a time, doing a couple of clips here or there, and. I just, it took me a while, but I got my first episode at the beginning of this year, 2017, put it all together. And I had, and I realized I have a lot of good stuff I can use still, the stuff I've been filming the last few months. And uh, the positive energy and people's support that really kind of got me through it, that I really, I had something good here. And I, I still feel it as good. And ever since I came, I've, you know, got, I got back into it. I, uh, the viewership has doubled, quite honestly. Yeah, it's insane how it just took I've off. I've met incredible people the last few months, like strangers. I, I, I 
I can't describe it. people I've known for many years or months or whatever, and and I I never felt this close to strange like strangers like this though. Where I just meet people and they they tell me their story and we relate and you know find very similar interests and you know uh, likes and dislikes and we just hit it off and I'm very impressed by that. Mm. And I, I I just love engaging, connecting with people. And I think like Heather had mentioned before, that's kind of my I guess that's my calling just to just to be promote and just engage and connect with people putting out stuff every week and people enjoying it. And that's all that matters to me at this point. Having some kind of positive effect, that's what I want to do, be positive. You know, I think this leads up to, too, this is a good reason um, why we started the podcast. Because the videos, they're funny, they're hilarious. Oh, yeah, I, I think they're great. Moments. But with the podcast, we look into a more serious view of what this is about and like who you are as a person who i am as a person mm -hmm. because there's so many hardships that come with it whenever you meet someone like and they're hilarious and they're happy and they never seem like anything's wrong <laughs> no, there, no. there's always something beneath this i'm not homeless no <laughs> <laughs> oh and then you got the uh the beer job yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, it's an occasional thing, but uh, every other week, a few weekends or so, uh, I help out. Uh, you went to a brewing company. They're out of Utah. I'm not going to try plugging them, but they are excellent beer, by the way. All natural. Yeah, it's they have all, some really good coffee. Oh here. yeah, everything's uh, solar powered, wind powered. It's it's incredible. But I won't get to that. I'm not trying to do a commercial here, but it is excellent beer. But I do help out with uh, beer festivals and beer tastings around New England. And uh, again, I get to connect with people and talk to people and meet with people, and it, it really brings me joy. Yeah, I've been noticing that's been happening more and more for you where you're ending up in a field that's more of you talking to people, you going to conferences, you getting invited to like all these interesting yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. And it's I, a whole different thing for you. It's crazy how it's just built up in the last four months. Yeah, no. And like I said, you told me four months ago, I thought it was at my lowest of lows, to be honest with you. And, um, and it's, you're and, almost at your highest of highs now. Ah, right? see. I, I always think you. Could, I think you're getting higher and higher. Yeah, thank but you. But not in a high sense. Ah, ah. Not shooting up with meth or heroin or fucking strung oh, out. This no. is, this well, reminds me, which is terrible that this reminds me of this. I forgot to mention this with my tattoos when I got them. Okay. I got my um, my first one on December third, and my second one on March third. Okay. They were important because December third was my 29th birthday, and you're old. God. She's a fucking asshole. And then March 3rd was actually my ex's birthday. And it's oh, how's he doing? Oh, well. But, like, I, I don't bring up this situation often, but I was in a very abusive relationship for almost four years. This person completely... It, it was one of those things. I forgive him. I forgive the situation. But he told me I was worthless, and I believed him, and that followed me for a long time. And it's just ironic that I ended up getting this tattoo where I'm starting to be me and it represents who I am and I got it on his birthday by accident. I just thought that was really That's interesting. That's excellent. No, no. It's yeah. a good story. I mean, do we, do we have anything else to say? I mean, try to think of anything else. Do we ended off on a high note, like a positive note like this? I mean... Uh, I know. Have you any any more interesting stories to tell? Any weird shit that's oh, happened to you? I don't want to tell stories that make people look bad. I try not. <laughs> Yeah. About the, uh, the memes that are blowing up. Oh, yeah, the memes. Which, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, Apparently, I'm blowing up memes. Yeah, yeah. yeah like really telling quick. how do people get around inspection. Oh, yeah, yeah the car inspection. Yeah, well, about if you that. guys don't know, you're if you the live... car inspection guy. Apparently, well, yeah. I mean, it's a trick I used to do when I, when I was younger in my youth. I'm, I'm not young anymore, but my car is inspected, by the way, off the record. Well, on the off the on the road. What were we doing? Um, anyway, <laughs> my car is inspected properly. Uh, but if it does snow, you know, like throw a little snow on top of the inspection, the expired inspection sticker or no inspection sticker, depending how, you know, your car is. 
And, uh, you know, you buy yourself some time for a few days. It absolutely works. I used to do it, you know. I don't I do like, it. I'm not a crook, but, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> but if your your car is of a lesser means, it's uh, it's not uh, – it will not pass, uh, you know, any, any kind of a state inspection. Uh, you just throw a little snow on the inspection sticker or, again, non-inspection sticker. And uh, you, you can drive by a uh, – well, you should be able to. Don't drive like a penis head either. That's another thing. Penis head? A penis head. You know, you got to drive like a – you know. And don't be making trips from like, you know, you know the south of Rhode Island to the north of Rhode Don't be doing stuff like that. Just go to A to B. You know, get some pizza. Or, you know, go go to your you know your dealer or something. Or you know, well, no, no, I'm not suggesting that. But <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's make short trips with your car, and then you'll be fine for a while. I mean, unless they're gonna run your plates, that's a different story. So don't drive again. Maybe we should just cut it off there. Yeah, I don't, yeah This I'm not doesn't try- sound very legal. Yeah, to yeah. Me. All right, so let's just end it there. Let's not, so uh, let's also talk about the memes with. Um, we took this crazy photo shoot for the podcast recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, our friend Leon, he's becoming a photographer. He's amazing. Screw him. He walked him. around Providence taking photos of me and Eric attacking each other. I'm interrupting you. I'm interrupting you. It's E L E. You can't even speak. I can't. You're interrupting me. You don't I know am. what the I'm hell being you're saying. I'm a penis head. It's E L J photography. Photography. And for those of you that don't know, he just made a really weird look at me, and I feel incredibly uncomfortable now. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he took all these amazing photos of us, and I, I'm so appreciative of it. I used it on all my social media, and I have an ombre, so I got to get photos of my really badass ombre. And I'm assuming you'll have all the links on on your website and uh, oh, yeah. on the uh, what, uh, off the road page. I'll put it on my blog again. Everything is on my website. It's Heather Sue S U E. We'll have one. Wait, shut. All right, all right. So let me put my website up. It's Heather Sue S U E Sisson S I S S O N dot com. I will put a link up when we post this all over wherever we can. Yes. Yeah, probably everywhere. You know, We're just all over the. One, once we get our Instagram back up. Oh yeah, um, oh, that's interesting. Why don't you tell that story? What happened? Oh yeah, that's a good story. My Instagram was we had, up. We um, had a off the road Instagram hat. Yeah, we had one, and uh, it was up for a few days. It up over here. And then, well, someone com- made a complaint about one of our photos. So I went through this phase where if I didn't like someone, I'd make a product off of them because I'm a graphic designer. What else? I, I look like I'm doing my job, so I you know do it. You do it, and um. He, again, he dated this girl that was... He isn't me? Yes. Ah. Well, uh, what's a good way to put this? What's another word for whore that's not whore? Fallacious? No, uh-huh. fallacious means uh, oral. No, it's not fallacious. No. Oh, it means oral. Promiscuous. Ooh. Promiscuous. Uh, yeah, let's promiscuous say Promiscuous so- girl. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, I don't know what you want. I don't know the word. No, what's the word? Promiscuous? Yeah, promiscuous. sustainably promiscuous. There we go. Is that a phrase? Is that a real thing? Well, I mean, You're I'm, making, ma- it I'm making it up right now. Okay. I'm making it up. Do it. But yeah, this. Uh, so I put up these. I I, I kind of illustrated these stickers, and they're called "Shut Your Horror Leg, Shut Your Horror Mouth." They're stickers. So if you have sex with all these people and you don't want your exes to be friends with them, you can put stickers on them, so we can point them out and go, "We can't be friends with those people." And I actually made them, and I sent Eric them, and it was just it was hilarious. We don't plan to go anywhere with it, but I put a photo up on Instagram, and, and they got they got, it got re- flagged, they got reported, flagged, spammed, yeah. everything. So later today, there's I'm people gonna... giving head on Instagram, but you can't put that on there. No, I can't put yeah. a sticker that says "Shut Your Whore Mouth." No. So yeah, so we'll get that up and going. I just, I guess I attract this crap. I, I'm a terrible person. But so, yeah, so we'll put it there. We'll put it Instagram. Um, wait, Instagram, Twitter, my website. My website has a blog and a link to the podcast, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Like we have a lot. And then you're gonna probably do Facebook. I'll plug the Facebooks. Oh. 
that's what I forgot to mention. So I did get rid of my Facebook temporarily. That was something else I did. That means you can stalk you easier. Oh, shut up. I got rid of my Facebook temporarily, and it's because I've noticed I've been, again, with the confidence, I've been comparing myself a little bit too much to people. I think you see the best of everyone, and you forget that no one's that perfect. I, I just noticed that I was on it all the time, like, just browsing, like, doing nothing, just browsing. And I was like, what am I doing? Playing Farmville? People oh, still play that? God, I don't, I don't even think so. Candy Crush? No. But I'm trying to paint more. I, I'm trying to fit in working out eating healthy. I'm trying to get out of bad habits. I will put my Facebook back up and you will see a podcast page back up probably within the next month. I'm just taking, I know I have limitations when it comes to, you know, am I going to go on Facebook right now or not? And if I don't have one, it's not a option. So I just don't have one now. Okay. So that's, that's just like the sum of it, I guess. Excellent. I'm not very responsible when it comes to things like that. No, you're not at all. No. But, I mean, at least I'm seeing that. I'm admitting it. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. No, you're not at all. No. Neither am I. Yeah, no. We're both assholes. Are you perfect? Huh? You perfect, Ray? Uh Oh, yeah, Ray. I heard a lot happen with you. Didn't you get a surgery? No. No, I had a gallbladder problem. Oh, It's a problem? This seems like a big problem, though. I mean, it's like... Gallbladder's a big deal. You could die. Yeah, that sounds pretty serious. You guess? No, you can. (laughs) It's not guessing. You could die. You can, but are you okay? That you're all right, though. You healthy? Yeah. You're fine now. Yeah. So the guy who helps us with the podcast almost died he from couldn't help himself. What, what, what happened? Oh my god! Oh, Jesus god. Christ! Did it explode? No, I just it just had some sort of pain, and I had to go. Were you drinking too much? What happened? I, mean, I don't know. I think I was just eating too much greasy food. Ah, no, that's not like good. Have you cut it? Have you cut it down a little bit? Yeah. So, yeah. but it's like I gotta monitor what I eat. Of course, that's good. All right, so man. No, still though, you no, don't want to explode in your body though. Yeah, it's yeah, probably not a good thing. No, you don't want that thing floating around in your yeah, in your no. gullet or anything, you know. Yeah. All right, good. So yeah. you're okay. Yeah, you still yeah, you're still alive to help us out. Yes. I don't want to yes. find a replacement uh, producer. I don't, yeah. I don't want no, to do we that. really like you. We like you. We like you yeah. stick around. Still have any more appendages explode or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah I'll let you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I need a yeah, I'll help you out, dude. We a blood type or you know kidney or liver, you know. I'm not helping. Yeah, a colostomy yeah. bag or something, you know. I got you, guy. I'll bring, like, the I'm sorry, your sick card or something. Yeah, yeah. That's the most I well, you're sickly anyway. You could do nothing to help this guy. No, I You already got enough problems. My parts are just... You barely keep yourself alive. Never mind him. No. I'm I'm taking, like, three vitamins a day. I'm working yeah, out it's... 30 it's... minutes a day. That's good, though. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, all right. I'm just... Yeah, I'm starting to get muscly and I'm shit. I'm just being a fuckhead and filming everybody. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. On that note. Yeah, all right. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. You have a wonderful, awesome, incredible, positive day.